0: (laughs) MSW Media.
1: The rule of law is not just some lawyer's turn of phrase. It is the very foundation of our democracy. The essence of the rule of law is that like cases are treated alike. That there not be one rule for Democrats and another for Republicans, one rule for the powerful, another for the powerless, one rule for the rich, and another for the poor, or different rules depending upon one's race or ethnicity. To serve as attorney general at this critical time is a calling I am honored and eager to answer.
0: So yeah, now it's clean up on aisle 45 time. And for
1: a long while yet, it is going to be clean up on aisle 45.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 97 of Clean Up on Isle 45. I am your host, Allison Gill, with me as always. Real friend, real lawyer, Andrew Torres. Hi, how are you?
2: <laughs> I I kind of feel like this is like a 1980s commercial for NutraSweet. You know, like don't, <laughs> do not be fooled by imitation aspartame lawyers. Uh, uh, no.
0: Yeah, either or that or Doublemint. There you, you know, go. Two two great American treats in one. Well, you know.
2: that's always been the case. That you know you. <laughs> Got your peanut butter in my chocolate. How are you doing, Allison?
0: I am doing well. And you know what? I'm really, really so happy with the uh, response that we've gotten to our bonus episodes that we're putting out for our $2 per main episode patrons. And everybody's really loving it. We had a great Zoom Q&A, happy hour, cocktail, mocktail, ask me anything, whatever you want to call it on Friday. Uh, and and it was especially fun because minutes before we jumped on the call, they appointed a special <laughs> counsel, which
2: is what oh, we're going to the best time to <laughs> talk. We're going to talk
0: talk a little bit about today. Uh, as well as some information about something Manhattan D.A., something, something. Wow. So, I, and I know you're grumbly about it. I'm a little excited, but oh, we're to Oh, about you that. are?
2: Okay, great. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, cool, sucker. Uh, so uh, we're going to discuss those uh, things on the show today. But but first, I wanted to thank all of our new patrons uh, who are coming on to get that bonus episode. It's oh, a full or, episode. Or for any
2: other reason, we, wa- we yeah. want to thank <laughs> you.
0: Yeah, or just to get a shout out. Um, so uh, we'll start this off with Deborah Clark, Sean Schlecht. This is an inside joke for someone else I support on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right. I kind of feel like that's for us, but anyway. <laughs> Kevin
0: Burns. Kevin Burns, where you been? How, yeah. Welcome, Kevin. Uh, Andrew Morales, uh, Karis McGuire, Sally Troutman. Call me at 1-800-18-USC when there's an oil spill. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Excellent Jeffrey Clark joke. Don't judge a law book by its cover-up. Nice. Uh, D's nuts and she's okay with it. <laughs> ben Bayless, Dorothy Posh, Corn Flakes, Paula Shipman, and Littlest Hobo is Canada's Great Criminal Repeat Offender.
2: All right. all right and a uh, big thanks to tall tall sky to katherine glasgow sue Whitaker, dennis rose how about an austin live show tim fisher andrew j dufour just sonia sandra norval mary kathleen newman yana koenig christian wager hey welcome aboard amy vernette uh daniel cook victor clean and patrick crawley thank you all so much you know the drill head on over to patreon.com slash aisle 45 pod a i P pod give us as little as a buck an episode we'll give you a shout out give us two bucks we'll give you twice the content uh at uh, half the price i think that's how that works out but anyway uh it'll be great
0: yeah, something like that. Uh, and yeah, because if you pay $2 for the main episode, you will get the bonus episode for free. That is free
2: yeah. to you. If this were crypto, we <laughs> oh. or we would have just skyrocketed to $1,800 a thing. Anyway, keep going.
0: Yes, and if you're a $3 level, you get a Tesla. No, uh, all right, so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Allison is I, making shit up. This offer is not valid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this offer is not valid in any of the 50 states or anywhere in the world. Um, or... In the universe, we might as well say, since we know about the guy going to space in his space dicks. By virtue of the authority vested in the Attorney General, including 28 U.S. Code Section 509, 510, 515, and 533, in order to discharge my responsibility to provide supervision and management of the Department of Justice and to ensure a full and thorough investigation of certain matters, I hereby order as follows. John L. Smith is appointed to serve as special counsel for the United States Department of of justice. That comes from the appointing order for John L Smith aka Jack Smith aka Heg Badass also kind of looks like beard from Ted Lasso.
2: Oh, I haven't seen Ted Lasso, so.
0: What? Okay. <laughs> now everybody, we need four new patrons so that Andrew can subscribe to Apple TV and watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this this went down on Friday there was a, a press conference announced, and uh, Jack Smith was supposed to be at the press conference, but apparently he injured his leg in a bicycling accident uh, over at the Hague I guess but, and uh, but we'll, not we'll be back his soon.
2: prosecutor brain so that's fine <laughs>
0: no um, yeah, his justice bone is still intact. that sounds dirty <laughs> okay
2: um, <laughs> so. I am totally calling it the justice bone for beer on it. <laughs> All right. Good to know Um, to to actual law stuff. So uh, just as the lay of the land, remember that there is no independent uh, counsel statute any longer. What uh, that list of authorities at the beginning embedded in there was 28 U.S.C. 510, uh, which says the attorney general may from time to time make such provisions as he considers appropriate kind of wish they'd get rid of that gendered language, but, but uh, appropriate uh, as he considers appropriate authorizing the performance by any other officer employee or agency of the department of justice of any function of the attorney general. So that's, what's happening here is that Merrick Garland is taking a section of his authority and delegating that authority out to special counsel, Jack Smith. And so we're going to go over that specific appointment letter that, uh, uh, Ag, you read the first paragraph of uh, because this is the legally binding document. If there are challenges to what uh, Special Counsel Smith does, and there will be challenges, there will be. As, how
0: many times did Manafort challenge the authority of, of Robert Mueller? The, I mean, it's
2: and lost. By the way, they were like oh for twenty three on those challenges. <laughs> uh, this is this is the exact same process. Uh, That was used to name Robert Mueller and the the Trumpers have been, you know, their argument. They've got one play in the playbook, right? They've got the like run it up the middle play. And uh, that is you don't have the authority to do X, um, whether it is, you know, alleging that the January 6th committee didn't have the authority to issue subpoenas or conduct investigations, or you will hear that the special counsel does not have the authority to do, uh, you know, Know, whatever it is that he does um and it will almost certainly be incorrect so uh that keep that in mind as as uh, allison as you take us through uh what it says
0: yeah i i i, I want to get into that but i want to dispel a couple of myths and we'll be dispelling some myths <laughs> yeah. uh, throughout this show first of all um i've heard some pretty big influential accounts on social media saying that garland is only making this appointment of a special counsel to silence GOP critics. And I have to emphasize to everyone, his appointment of a special counsel is not to silence GOP critics. They aren't fucking idiots. They saw what happened in uh, the Mueller investigation. They know what's coming. And they're doing this despite the GOP critics that will come out and say it's not legitimate or it's a political witch hunt. The reason Merrick Garland did this, and he was clear about this, and he's clear about this in the letter, and we'll go over in the appointment uh, affidavit, we'll go over that in a second, is because that's what the right thing to do is. It's to, to preserve the independence uh, of the Department of Justice, and like we always do on Clean Up on Isle 45, and I know you do on OA and I do on The Beans, if this were Bill Barr appointing a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden, When he after he announced he was running for president against Donald Trump, that would be a conflict. I think everyone agree that would be a conflict of interest because his political opponent appointed him. Same thing here. Uh, Of course, now these are legitimate investigations and the shit that Bill Barr launched, they were not.
2: (laughs) This is one of those that is incredibly easy to just put the shoe on the other foot. Right. Imagine that George W. Bush. Right. Had. His attorney general, I think it was Fredo Gonzalez by 2006, arrest uh, like arrest Barack Obama right like because th- this is what we want right like we want a criminal indictment of Donald Trump Donald Trump is the odds on favorite to be the next Republican nominee and so if you had an unbroken line of the incumbent Democratic president appoints an attorney general who then acting on his own initiative but subject to being fired by the president if he doesn't do his job Properly, then indicts your likely opponent two years before presidential race like that. That there is there is no way that uh, that Democrats would uh, would accept that, right? Like Democrats created an exception during the Bill Clinton impeachment hearings to you know okay, uh, but it's okay to lie under oath if it's about sex because of the feeling that and and uh, you know we. you and I have revisited this and, you know, in the light of history, I kind of wish it had gone a little differently. But at the time, right, like everybody lined up behind Bill Clinton because of the idea that uh, this was Newt Gingrich and the Republicans sort of laying a trap and, uh, you know, being deliberately partisan in an effort to get Clinton out of office. Um, Ninety six. Yeah. Right. Ninety six. Yeah. yeah. If, <clears throat> if if if. That was the case. (laughs) You and I lived through that, that the result was, oh, okay. like this looks entirely politicized. And so, yeah, like if 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 Barack Obama had been indicted by George Bush's DOJ as the presumptive or at least, you know, he was not the presumptive nominee in 2006. But he was, you know, uh, certainly, uh, you know, had given the speech at the DNC, right, was was considered uh, a. Uh, a, a, a very likely potential candidate is at least in the position that Trump is in now, you would have wanted some layer of independence. You would have wanted somebody in there to say, no, 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 like he here are the crime, right? Because we certainly don't want the position that like if Barack Obama commits crimes in 2007, that, you know, he's bulletproof, right? Even if it's our guys, remember, we're the Democrats. We're, we're the ones who go after our guys when they commit crimes, right? Like we we didn't, you know, create a Rod Blagojevich instruction I was like oh that guy's super super duper criminal let's make sure that he's removed from office uh, forthwith and Republicans don't seem to get that but anyway like that's why you do that you do this because I get and and I totally get the feeling of I said this on our Q&A right I get the feeling of Democrats where it's like well why are we always playing by the rules and the Republicans are always cheating And and I get that. okay. but you want to have a country, a rule of law, a system of norms in place as much as possible to go back to. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah,
0: And and the thing thing is, is that, you know, a lot of folks are saying, well, then why didn't he appoint a special counsel a long time ago? And I was calling for a special counsel as early as October of twenty twenty one. Uh, because I like the transparency. I like the requirement mm-hmm. of declination decisions to Congress. I like that if the special counsel decides to indict and the attorney general says no, that has to be reported to Congress. It doesn't get to be kept a secret in a fucking deliberative process privilege memo penned by the PayDag. I'm not specifically referring to anything there. <laughs> uh, Bill Barr, March 2019. But, um, you know. This wasn't a last-second decision, right? This was something that was planned. Merrick Garland has the ability, conflict-free, to investigate a former president, but he does not have the ability, conflict-free, to investigate a candidate for president running against the person who appointed him. So this was... He wanted to keep that, in my opinion, uh, of course, uh, he wanted to keep that investigation close to his chest as long as he could. And then once Donald Trump announced and... Perhaps, as Marcy Wheeler suggests, when the investigation ran up against members of Congress, for example, Scott Perry's phone, mm-hmm. then it was time to it was time to appoint a special counsel. That's what triggered it. One of yep. those two things or both.
2: Well, and and, and, and and let me layer two things on top of that, right? Which is, number one, Merrick Garland's oft stated aphorism that the DOJ speaks through its filings, right? And. Up coming out and appointing a special a special counsel early in the process, I think, would have been speaking in a way that the DOJ was not ready to speak at that time, right? Yeah, think, by the
0: way, this is the first official announcement by the Department of Justice that Donald Trump is under criminal investigation. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that is right. That is and it does name him by name. And then and the second aspect is uh, naming the special prosecutor early, I think, uh, would have uh just stoked the 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 right wing right like it, it is take a take a dab into i know it's scary but like turn on fox news for 11 seconds keep the sound off put the like you know uh put the closed captioning on or you know visit one of these crazy right wing sites uh in incognito mode and that they've already predetermined right everything that you think from from absorbing left wing uh, media sources means that this is going to, you know, add delays and take forever and result in nothing. The, the right wing is determined, has, has believed that this is just a rubber stamping of, you know, next week dragging uh, Donald Trump mm-hmm. out in chains. So, you know, yeah. maybe the truth lies somewhere in the middle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and this uh, appointment.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go back to the actual.
0: Yeah, this appointment order is very different from Rod Rosenstein's Uh uh, scope of the Mueller investigation, which was only on Tuesdays when the moon is full can you look at Manafort between the hours of four and six and it has to be for these four crimes the end, right? It was so narrow. This one here says, the special counsel is authorized to conduct the ongoing investigation into whether any person or entity violated the law In connection with efforts to interfere with the lawful transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6, 2021, as well as any matters that arose past tense or might arise directly from this investigation or that are within the scope of 28 CFR 600, section 600.4A. And, so and, can we yeah. <laughs> put a pause there and let's talk about cuz there is we could do 6 hours on that those that sentence that I just yeah, wrote.
2: We absolutely could. So let me read uh 28 uh CFR 600.4A which is Original jurisdiction. And it says the jurisdiction of a special counsel shall be established by the Attorney General. The special counsel will be provided with a specific factual statement of the matter to be investigated. The jurisdiction of a special counsel shall also include the authority to investigate and prosecute federal crimes committed in the course of and with intent to interfere with the special counsel's investigation, such as perjury, obstruction of justice, destruction of evidence, and intimidation of witnesses, and to conduct appeals arising out of the matter being investigated and or prosecuted so so
0: that's for when trump dangles pardons or tries to (laughs) call witnesses that are being interviewed by the special counsel or that's the cassie
2: hutchinson section yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is cassidy hutchinson section now let's talk about any person or entity that violated the law yeah i mean that's not just people that's organizations Trump PAC America First Sidney Powell's PAC uh the Trump campaign Trump organization
2: the oath keepers the proud boys yep mm-hmm. yep
0: mhm as as institutions as entities and uh they have two they 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 don't just say you know 1512 C2 the certification of the electoral college vote interference with that on January on or about January 6th but they also say the lawful transfer of power interfere with the lawful transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election. And that can encapsulate a lot of other things that are beyond just obstructing an official proceeding, doesn't it? I mean, it's such so broad in scope.
2: Yep. Uh, and, and same language, uh, interfere with the lawful transfer of power or the certification of the Electoral College vote. Held on January sixth, because remember uh, that to deprive the United States of a thing uh, just means, for example, uh, delaying when a hearing takes place, right? And that is a fact that is in evidence, right? That that cannot be disputed, which was uh, that the January sixth Electoral uh, Count Act certification uh, that that hearing was disrupted for six hours and uh, and had to be convened later at a point after which you know John Eastman said, "Well, we've." already we've already done some light criming so you know let's let's do some heavy criming on top of it uh but yeah. but
0: so this could include the fraudulent elector scheme yep. this could include uh, the, uh obstructing an official proceeding delaying the vote count which they were successful at yep. uh which could include the you know the oath keepers and etc uh, you know from a from a different standpoint though because they do go on to say that this authorization does not apply to prosecutions currently pending In the District of Columbia, as well as future investigations. But if there's somehow a connection, a direct connection or a conspiracy connection between between Trump and the Oath Keepers or rally organizers or rally funders and the obstructing an official proceeding and the violence at the Capitol, uh, you know, a seditious conspiracy type situation or incitement for insurrection or inciting a riot, et cetera, that all falls under here if Trump did it. And it's not already a case before the D.C. U.S. attorney.
2: Yeah, and, and this makes it clear that what the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office is prosecuting are the boots on the ground, right? And uh, that that is followed by a sentence that says... Uh, those investigations remain under the authority of the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia. Further delineation of the authorizations between the special counsel and the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia will be provided as necessary and appropriate. Here's what that means, okay? That that saying, Owen oh, we'll clarify that in the future, does not help you on the uh, question of whether power has been delegated, right? But what it does say is, well, uh, all right, this is meant to kind of draw the line right now uh you know the QAnon shaman and Stuart Rhodes and those people uh yeah those they remain under the jurisdiction of uh USAO for uh, DC but if something comes up and it is necessary to then transfer a person or persons or organization over to the special counsel's authorization, we will have that ongoing conversation. That's what Mm -hmm. that that last segment means. And you put all of that together in this B subsection. The A subsection just says, John L. Smith is appointed to serve as special counsel. This B subsection says, really, anything in connection with 1-6, anything in connection with the fraudulent elector scheme, anything you can think of uh, that... You know, we have delineated multiple different potential criminal causes of action here, uh, not confined by what that theory of uh, the specific criminal offenses, right? Whether it is fraud against the United States or whether it is seditious conspiracy, right? All of that belongs to the special counsel.
0: Mm hmm. And then, (laughs) but wait, there's There's more. more. Donald Trump, come on down. You're the next contestant in the second batch of crimes that you are going to be investigated for and have been being investigated for. We're really just switching bosses. It's just a badge trade out here, folks. So most of the team... Uh, That that has been investigating both Mar-a-Lago documents and all the January 6th Pence prosecution fraudulent elector scheme DOJ involvement Eastman Clark that whole thing that they've been investigating as a matter of fact you'll remember right before the 60 day election blackout period in early September Department of Justice federal grand jury issued 40 plus subpoenas Mm -hmm. to fraudulent electors uh, and they you know they got Eastman's phone they got I mean they're they're already investigating this. Uh, but here now we're going to get into the Mar-a-Lago documents. Paragraph. The special counsel is further authorized to conduct the ongoing investigation referenced and described in the United States's response to motion for judicial oversight and additional relief. Donald J. Trump v. United States. Case number, case number uh, SD, Florida, August 30th, 2022. Uh, as well as any matters that arose past tense or may arise directly from this investigation that are within the scope again. And that's that part where it's, you know, if, if all of a sudden after the special counsel is appointed and the special counsel is investigating and Donald Trump calls up Kosh Patel and says, you better not say anything if you want your dog to live to the special counsel <laughs> that is obstructing this investigation, yep. right? Yep. So it's just the same as if he were obstructing the department of justice's investigation into the same set of crimes.
2: Exactly right. And that could include uh, ex parte communications between Trump and uh, the special master, uh, Raymond Deary, which we know they have uh, issued a few of those. Uh, It could include if there are any back channel communications between Trump and Judge Cannon. Now, there there shouldn't be. uh, But, you know, we live in a. Universe in which judges <laughs> don't always do what they ought to do. So yeah, whenever you see that six hundred point four language, what you what you were seeing, that's the legal clue that says oh, and also evidence of uh, conspiring to to cover up that any crimes that yeah. are the underlying it's crimes.
0: V- yep, volume two of the Mueller. Yep, report volume, report well.
2: vo- that's that <laughs> you think of that as volume two of the Mueller report. That's exactly <laughs> the right way to do it.
0: Yep, and uh, they go on to say. Uh, this special counsel is authorized to prosecute federal crimes arising from the investigation of these matters, and the special counsel is authorized to refer to the appropriate USAO, U- United States Attorney, discreet prosecutions that may arise from the special counsel's investigation. So, uh, it, you know, it's it's probably going to be up to special counsel Jack Smith, maybe in within discussions with the, the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office. Like, this is more your speed. Like, I... I was I was looking into the, the you know Kosh Patel and the declassified documents stuff, uh, and I found out that he uh, robbed a bank. So we're gonna <laughs> head that over to the D.C. U.S. Attorney's office, and that think of that as Appendix D of the Mueller report. Whatever he felt was not within his purview was forwarded on to different units for investigation.
2: He, here is, and and this is one hundred percent super space beans, right? But this is. My view of how of where uh from a from a procedural standpoint, where the Smith investigation is going to differ from the Mueller investigation, and I think one hundred percent of Smith's attention is going to be directed to Donald Trump. and I think this paragraph uh, d recognizes that the people around Donald Trump are scumbags and criminals. And I think that what Jack Smith is going to do is immediately start referring those folks out for separate prosecutions. Huh. In, you think in, like Eastman Clark, it, it, like Eastman Clark, Stone, Roger, St- all those people. Right. Because unlike the, the and we talked, we got into this a little bit on the QA and and I've had some time to think about it over the weekend. And, Unlike the situation in the Mueller report, in in the Mueller investigation, right? Where what you needed, you were starting with a blank slate. So what you needed to do was shake loose the useful witnesses. And the way in which you shake loose those witnesses is you bring them in, you bring in Carter Page for an investigation. And then, oh, all of a sudden, like, he lies to you. George Papadopoulos lies to you, right? And then you, you go after him, you hit him with a 1001 and you flip them, you give them generous terms. And you're like, okay, now we're. We're starting to build our witness list uh kind of from the ground up and um you know and we've sort of appropriately applied leverage in this case i think that work has been done right you know the folks who are have flipped for you know and and to what degree right like Bill Barg, you know, God help me, uh, has flipped to a certain degree, right? Even Mark Meadows, who has still stonewalled, who still owns uh, a, a, a controlling share in a uh, super PAC designed to promote the big lie. So like, let's not be fooled into thinking he's not super big piece of shit. Right. But even Mark Meadows has voluntarily produced some documents. Right. So the universe of what we know about this, of what the DOJ knows about its investigation is already pretty well populated. So my belief, I am be totally wrong on this. I am not a prosecutor. If you are, you know, we've got a bunch who listen to the show, feel free to, uh, uh, to write in and, and say you would do it differently. But I think it's a big lift teeing up a prosecution of the president of the United States. Uh, No one's ever done that before. And so I think that um, that 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 this is designed to say, hey, uh, don't get don't get distracted like Andrew answering a two sentence question in 13 and a half minutes. Right. You come up (laughs) with, uh, you know, crazy crime committed by Roger Stone. Refer that shit out. But keep your eyes on the prize. That's how I read it. Again, you know speculation but that's my view
0: i read it a little bit different all right um respectfully i i think that the Mueller investigation w- was about trump um to to a degree uh he knew he couldn't indict him from the get-go from the jump uh but you know he he wanted to investigate and i think the idea was to hand it off to congress and hope to god yes. they fucking did something um, but i think preparing and, an impeachment the, brief
2: is different than preparing for trial anyway okay
1: yeah.
0: well i still disagree yep. <laughs> i still think that he i think that i think that if we get indictments for eastman clark uh you know the the big the big guns uh, around trump and trump uh that i think that i think this special counsel will be issuing those indictments and i i, I just personally my space beans are that the handoff prosecutions or for things that don't have to do with the attack on the Capitol or the Mar-a-Lago documents case. If we found that Sidney Powell, you know, um, was defrauding her donors, for example. That
2: could never happen.
0: (laughs) I don't think that case, and that's under investigation, but I don't think he would be the one taking that over. I think he would be like, you stay with that. Yep. Um, but that's yeah, just my thought. No, we, and, we'll and, and let me
2: say, I think that and is. And the cool
0: thing is, is we'll know because because it's a special counsel, we will get <laughs> all of the declination decisions, why you didn't prosecute and why you did prosecute and who you're prosecuting. And for each person who's investigated, we will know why they didn't prosecute. Did they not have enough evidence? Did they not meet the third You know, nexus to an official proceeding requirement on, you know, obstruction of justice. They it does, but you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing shit out there. Uh, We'll find out all of those details, and that is why I've been wanting a special counsel for so long. But Merrick Garland wouldn't appoint one because he he he, wasn't a presidential candidate at the time. He wasn't a Trump was not a presidential candidate. So there was no need to appoint a special counsel until he became that. And the conflict of interest arose in my and that's what I think.
2: No. And and let me be clear that I think that is you are far more likely to find folks who agree with your position than with mine. Right. Like I'm I'm the one who's sort of going out on a limb here. So I'm glad uh, you described what I think that the normal course of that would be.
0: And it's a good point because you're right. We, you know, uh, because Mueller was not able to and knew from the beginning he was not able to indict uh, the president. Uh, he, it, it, like you said, it's a different. It becomes a different investigation. The investigative steps are the same, but the outcome uh, is not a, a potential indictment. So, it, you know, that could be like just his focus is: do I do I indict Donald Trump? Do I or do I not indict Donald Trump? Why or why not? and uh, every everything else you dc u.s attorney handles yep yeah so but we we'll see we'll see how it goes um we should take a quick break um right here before we get over to new developments in the special special counsel case that are already <laughs> happening and uh also of interest though you know you brought up and it's brought up in this document andrew the the trump v united states that's the judge deary eileen cannon federalist society weirdo order appointing a special master and today as we record this the hearing has not taken place for oral arguments in that case but by the time you hear this episode It will have taken place yesterday, and it is possible that there could already be a ruling (laughs) from the 11th Circuit by the time this drops. Now, I'm going to say it might take a little bit longer than a day, but because we have very recent exact precedent using the exact same case with the classified documents, I'm going to do some super space beans and say that by the time you're listening to this episode, the 11th Circuit will have issue to stay on a vacated judge can't vacated judge Cannon's order or if stated
2: yeah this is this would be uh would would vacate the order and would dismiss the case uh, as being as lacking uh, subject matter jurisdiction in the federal courts
0: ah that's right dismissed over lacking jurisdiction uh, equitable right subject matter yep. equitable anyway yeah so that i th- I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and say it will already be uh, overturned.
2: And that will be very, very interesting because then, uh, as we go back to the appointment letter, right, Jack Smith has already noted his appearance uh, before the 11th Circuit. uh, And the scope of his authority is uh, to conduct the ongoing investigation referenced and described in that lawsuit as well as matters that arose or may arise from that investigation and the 600.4 a stuff, which is uh, efforts to obstruct that. So dismissing out that, incredibly bizarre whatever it is right it's not again it's not even a complaint it was just a random request for relief with no supporting evidence that didn't belong in federal court that in no way affects the jurisdiction of of jack smith's uh, ability to continue to investigate into the nar-a-lago stuff um despite what you might hear from you know right wing mm. spins
0: and then all of the documents yeah. And, that uh, Deary has would go to him. Yep.
2: That's exactly right.
0: And uh, also, it just occurred to me. Do you remember how everyone was like, why isn't there a Southern District of Florida U.S. attorney getting really involved in this in this case? You know, we see Gonzalez's name on some of the documents, but not in a lot of the filings. And people were saying, well, you know, maybe it's because they haven't decided where they're going to try the case yet. Maybe, you know, they don't know if it's going to be D.C. Or, or Florida. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Now I can't help but wonder, is it because they were anticipating the appointment of a special counsel?
2: Could be, you know, hard, hard to say. But, uh, you know, again, uh, one of the things (laughs) this there's so much here that, uh, you know, you just have to, from a legal perspective, uh, be appreciative of the hard work of Dotting the I's crossing the T's that uh, that Merrick Garland's DOJ has done here and navigating the unbelievable shitstorm that was the judge cannon filing, that still is, uh, you know, at, at least as of this recording, uh, the judge cannon filing is one of those where like a, a, as a lawyer, lo- like, I, again, left, right, center, you could disagree with everything that uh, I have ever said, but um, That was a challenge when you had a nonsense filing unsupported by law that went in front of Trump's pet judge, who then not just granted everything he all the relief that Donald Trump wanted, but specifically watched and intervened at the moment uh, that the special master whom she appointed, who was handpicked by Trump, right? The moment that that special master might have gotten Trump into trouble, she jumped in and intervened proactively to save Trump again. Um, as a lawyer, it's really hard to, to, to navigate that and win <laughs> when the deck is stacked against you and without losing sight of the fact that, that their secondary goal is to waste time right mm-hmm. and we've done none of that That's it's it's really really impressive lawyering
0: yeah it, it truly is and uh, we'll be back to talk a little bit more about something you just mentioned which is the uh, notice of appearance in the 11th circuit uh, along with a couple of other cool things signed by the one special counsel Jack Smith everybody stick around we'll be right back Hi, I'm Moji Alawodayal from the Feminist Buzzkills Live pod, the only podcast that helps you navigate the news in this post-pro anti-abortion hellscape. Each week with co-hosts Marie Kahn and Liz Winstead, we dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with providers and activists working on the ground. The cherry on top is we have amazing comedy guests who help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills Live drops Fridays wherever you pod. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. Everybody, welcome back. We have more patrons to thank. Of course, if you want to be a patron, you can do so at uh, patreon.com slash aisle45pod, A-I-S-L-E-4-5-P-O-D. Thanks to Christopher Arbisi, lessor of two weevils. I like it. <laughs> I like it. So can I lease two weevils from you? That's awesome. Justin Aronson, Catherine Sumter. I love 9-11 jokes. Chicken nugget sauce, Christina Nauta. I'm not. I hope you're not no relation to Will Nauta. Um, uh, let's see. Haja M- uh, Mayrem. Need these bonus episodes, exclamation
2: point. <laughs> Jules,
0: Roger Rhodes. You're going to need a bigger prison. And Greg.
2: <laughs> and a special thanks to Katie Porter for independent monitor of the not New York part of the Trump org. Parenthesis. She's been an independent monitor before. Hey, I would love that. SensibleDefaults.io. Aurocat. O-U-R-O-C-A-T. Susan McAbee. Sean Moore. Sherry. Abigail Lynn. Jason K. DP. Ursula Tuffley. P.D. Sebart. And Andrew Green, thank you all so much for supporting the show. We literally could not do this without you. So uh, we we truly appreciate each and every one of our patrons.
0: Yes, quite true. Quite. Now, uh, a couple more things about uh, Mr. Jack, one Jack Smith, uh, <laughs> Hague, war crimes prosecutor. And if you've looked into the stuff he's done at the Hague, who, buddy, um, it's really impressive. Uh, he was also AUSA. He worked at EDNY for a while. And he was the chief of the Public Integrity Unit I believe at the Department of Justice and and what was funny is at the time for, <laughs> for a little while Jim Trusty was in the Criminal Division Unit <laughs> at the Department of Justice and they passed like boats in the night uh and uh, they will be crashing onto shore tomorrow during the oral arguments all right now I don't know actually I don't think that I don't know if Jack's going to be at that or at that uh Oral Arguments Hearing for the 11th Circuit. I,
2: I don't think that he will. If you want to talk about the the letter notice.
0: Yeah. So here's, what, here's what's been going on today. Um, there was a letter from, uh, let's see, it says dated November 21st, David J. Smith, clerk of the court regarding supplemental authority in Trump v. United States. That's the howler monkey, uh, you know, appointment of a special master lawsuit brought by Trump. By the way, <laughs> well done there. The United States hereby gives notice that John L. Smith has been appointed by attorney general, a special counsel under authorities, et cetera, like we talked about, to inter alia conduct the ongoing investigation referenced and described in the United States response to motion for judicial oversight and additional relief Trump v. United States case number. That's directly out of the uh, appointment letter we read, the appointment order, as well as any matters that arose or may arise directly from this investigation or that are within the scope of 28 CFR section 600.4a, the one we were talking about, obstruction, order number, etc. Uh, the appointment letter signed by the attorney general and appointment affidavit signed by special counsel Smith are attached. Special counsel Smith has reviewed the filings in this litigation. This is the 11th circuit one that's, that's going to be happening this week. And approves of all the arguments that have been presented in the briefs and will be discussed at the oral arguments in this case. Special Counsel Smith's name will be affixed to future pleadings filed in all matters falling within his appointment. Respectfully submitted, Juan Antonio Gonzalez. That was the Southern District of Florida a person from the U.S. Attorney's Office that's just kind of been at the bottom of the filings, hasn't appeared in any court uh, or hearings or anything like that.
2: Yeah. So two things. Right. The, the first is uh, I read that last paragraph as saying uh, that that uh, uh, special counsel Smith will not be present at that oral argument. He's going to let the folks who have already briefed it up argue. Um, I, I think that's a very smart course. Right. <laughs> like the, the the existing team has done pretty damn good job, as we were talking about before the break. Um the the other thing, and this is you know sort of unrelated, but um, but I wanted to add, uh, I know you have been doing some digging. I I've been doing the same, and I reached out to my uh, DOJ contacts to ask them, you know, sort of what. Uh, you know, what their thoughts were about this guy. And, um, and again, these were all on background, you know, not for attribution. Um, but uh, this is somebody who is a prosecutor, Jack Smith, who is a prosecutor, who is a trial lawyer. Um, he's not in there for an ideological reason. Um, he's in there to try criminal cases. Um, and that if you are, with us, if you are of the belief uh, that, you know, you want someone who uh, is dedicated to, uh, you know, making sure that Donald Trump spends time in that uh, orange jumpsuit or khakis or whatever it is they're wearing now in prison. Um, it, it Everything I've heard back is, uh, yeah, this is this is not a this is not a political guy. Uh, this is a, you know, roll up your sleeves, uh, and, and try hard cases. And again, it cannot be overstated. This will literally be unprecedented in the history of the Republic. So, you know, I, it, it made me feel better. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh, we talked about this a little bit on our bonus episode over the weekend and I spoke to Andrew Weissman about it. Um, and that interview is available on the daily beans that came out on Monday a couple days ago. And he said he's very aggressive. He's uh, gets shit done. He doesn't, again, without fear or favor, pops into my head when I hear Andrew Weissman talk about this guy. And they, I think they worked simultaneously at the Eastern District of New York for a while. Yep.
2: I, uh, and, I heard uh, the phrase, just not, not to interrupt, but, but to piggyback on that, I heard the phrase, uh, pushed the section to be less risk averse. End of yep. quote. So, yeah, <laughs> if 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 you're sick of chicken shit prosecutors and we now have two leads into the next story, uh, you know, you should uh, you should love uh, Jack Smith.
0: Yeah. And have you've seen this guy, he is frightening looking. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks, he looks very intimidating in his in his hag robes. Right. Like, ooh, somebody was like, is he a captain of a starship? He could be. It's like that kind of. A I'm going to start
2: walking around in hag robes. It's just I, I, I think I can do that. Right.
0: I think we, I think I think we have your Halloween costume there for you next go. year. Yeah. Uh, just one real quick thing before we get on to the New York Times story. Uh, It is a statement from Jack Smith after he was appointed by Merrick Garland. I intend to conduct the assigned investigations and any prosecutions, plural, that may result from them independently and in the best traditions of the Department of Justice. The pace of the investigations will not pause or flag under my watch. I will exercise independent judgment and will move the investigations forward expeditiously and thoroughly to whatever outcome the facts and the law dictates. So again, that's a no fair or favor thing. Uh, no pause or flag It's very important. And Merrick Garland repeated that during his press conference. It's almost like if he knew, it's almost as if he knew that a bunch of fucking doomsayers would be like, you just delay. You're just kicking the can down the road. You're just, this is, you're trying to protect Trump. You're trying to delay this whole thing. Um, and you know, I, I can understand, I will say this, I can understand how people might have that feeling based on the fact that we're Now, two impeachments and two special counsel investigations in and the fucker is still walking around outside. So I get it. I get it. And I also get the slow roll of justice is very, very frustrating. I'm with you on that. But I don't see this, particularly the fact that the staff has already stood up. Most of the investigation, the bulk of it's done that we know of. There could be huge threads to unravel in the documents case, Uh, you know, as far as who he shared stuff with or who has information on that or who saw it that was unauthorized to see it you know i mean you got to go through and you got to talk to everybody who worked at mar-a-lago you got to talk to everybody who worked at all of his properties you got to talk to the grave digger who buried ivana there's all sorts of people you got to talk to and it could be bigger than we than it appears to be on the surface however i do not think that this will at all slow down uh this especially since it the. A bunch of the evidence in the Mar-a-Lago case is still with Judge Deary. You can't really indict anybody
2: until you have all that back in your possession. Yeah, not responsibly. No, you you right. you, you could <laughs> right. not. Um, and right. and and let's talk about the one six case. Right to the extent that there is a delay, that delay will be insuring up this piece of evidence that is missing so far from the 1-6 public hearings, right? And that is, uh, and and I I suspect I know where you might be able to go to find it uh, if it exists, Uh, and that is the specific instructions linking Donald Trump personally to the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys' violence directly at the Capitol, right? That is the difference between indicting Trump for... Conducting a fraud against the United States, which, hey, I will take that, right? But I'd really like to see him indicted for seditious conspiracy. And right now, I I don't know that a prosecutor would bite on that, right? Because the key element of seditious conspiracy is conspires to overthrow by force. And you don't have an email from if you had an email from Donald Trump to Stuart Rhodes, that'd be great. Here's what I think you might have is an email from Donald Trump to Roger Stone and then an email from Roger Stone to Stuart Rhodes. Right, and
0: I didn't think that you had to have an explicit agreement to be part of a conspiracy; just a means to an end. No,
2: you. But you need to prove that the key element of seditious conspiracy is uh, the force element. And right now, if I were Trump's lawyer, and God help me, I would never be. Uh, but I think you. I think you would be able to say, like, um, for purposes of that offense. The most you can prove is that I wanted to overthrow the government by force of my personality. But I never. I said. I said go and be peaceful. I tweeted all the time. We're the peaceful folks. We do this. It's all bullshit. Uh, but you know, if you're a prosecutor, you you want to have something better than just, you know, come on, that's Trump's bullshit. Because uh, you know, look look at what happened. I, again, I keep pointing to this, but uh, the Northern Virginia. A uh, successful prosecution and conviction of Paul Manafort in front of a jury with several Trump supporters on it. Right. We don't just want to bring a case that like you and I agree. Really, You and I are ready to convict Donald Trump right now. The question is, who's going to be on that jury and how can we move somebody who is. It wants to give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt, and so yeah. You know, but I yeah. but
0: I will say with regard to to Jack Smith being a, a not risk averse type of a fellow, uh, I I feel like he doesn't put too much weight on how he thinks. A, he went after John Edwards. Yep. 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 No. No. <laughs> I don't want to. I <laughs> don't want to
2: lose. I don't want to lose that thread. All I want to say is that in but my no, view... No. But true.
0: And yeah. that's why. That's why on our. Crimes and crimes and crime shirt. We have fifteen, twelve, C two, and three seventy one, but we do not have seditious conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, and and f- frankly, I was fucking shocked when they hit the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys with seditious conspiracy. I thought for sure we'd end up with 1512C2, but seditious conspiracy, after like three failed attempts in the last 50 years to prosecute that crime, Uh, I was very surprised. And and, Uh, and
2: again, I have always viewed that as a sign that the DOJ is considering that as a top line offense against the Proud. There's no way you would charge... The underlings and, with seditious conspiracy had not charged the ringleader.
0: Without at least investigating. And that's what Jack Smith has to do. Yeah. He has to go through and investigate all of these things, decide what he's going to prosecute, what he's not going to prosecute. We could see a declination for seditious conspiracy with the prosecution for obstructing an official proceeding could, in 371. Yeah. And we could see uh, a prosecution for 2071 and what was it, 604 uh, in the documents case, uh, but not 793, but 1519. Like we could see... Yeah. This go back and forth in in those kinds of ways. I mean, I think I think they've got him dead to rights on 793 Yeah, seven
2: ninety three. Yeah, <laughs> seems seems completely uh, uh, right. straightforward for reasons we've said on the show. And one last thing, which is it it. If this turns out to be a disappointment, we're not carrying water for anybody, right? And this that will that will transition to the next to the next segment. But yeah, like if uh, if this turns out to be, you know, a chicken shit prosecutor, no indication of that so far, uh, that we're we're not gonna be shy about calling that out. So uh, you Oh know, yeah,
0: if he fails to indict Donald on anything
2: Yeah, that would uh,
0: that'll be that a disaster and kinda of be the end of rule of law it, in America. It, it, and absolutely and I will be rightfully pissed. And, Although right now I'm hopeful, but I'm always hopeful. And again, and remember,
2: hopeful. we now get that. You made this point at the beginning. I just want to emphasize it. Uh, 28 CFR 600.9 requires uh, that a proposed action by the special counsel, if the attorney general concludes that a proposed action by a special counsel was so inappropriate or unwarranted under established departmental practices that it should not be pursued, uh, that is one of the many grounds for which uh, there there must be a re- report uh made back to congress um in connection with the special counsel so look this is uh, i i I don't want to lose sight of that uh setting a paper trail that we would not get if this were just being handled in-house so uh,
0: uh, yeah you made
2: that point and i just i can't emphasize it enough how much i agree with it
0: cool all right next up if we want to talk (laughs) about Womp womp, prosecutors. Um, this is from the New York Times. This is written by Bramowitz, uh, protests and rash bomb. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office. And to remind everyone, that's not the Southern District of New York. This is the Manhattan DA's office. It is this formerly Cy Vance, now Alvin Bragg. They are the ones who brought the 15 or so felony charges against the Trump Organization and Weisselberg, but failed. To indict Donald Trump, they didn't close the case, but Dunn and Pomerantz, the two lead prosecutors working on that case, uh, resigned in protest, at least one of them we know in a very sternly worded letter, to Alvin Bragg saying that they were upset, that Alvin Bragg said, I'm not going to prosecute until I get new crimes or new evidence. Well, apparently something's happening because Manhattan District Attorney's Office has moved to jumpstart its criminal investigation into Donald Trump according to people with knowledge, seeking to breathe new life into an inquiry that once seemed to have reached a dead end. Uh, under the And at first I thought, oh, great, the, the tax fraud scheme. No, it's not for the tax fraud scheme. Uh, it is for the Stormy Daniels hush money payment. And so, and I, I'm sure I don't think we have to refresh our uh, listeners' memory as to what the hush money scheme was. It was, I think, Cohen, Michael Cohen took out a a HELOC or a second mortgage or something and paid $130,000 to Stormy Daniels and Trump paid him back under the guise of legal services. Um, And so that...
2: Through... Now... Through... And I just... Have to say this, the vehicle of an illegal uh, LLC, Essential Consultants LLC, (laughs) just to tee you up for one of my favorite Allison lines.
0: It's fucking essential. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So that one, not the and I swear to God, I saw it and I was like, oh, so maybe the Weisselberg testimony is pumping new life or they have new evidence in the tax fraud case. You know, all of the, you know, inflating your assets and deflating them based on who you're showing them to, uh, the tax man or the insurance man or woman, I'm, you know, or anyone, person, tax person, insurance person. Uh, But no, it is the Stormy Daniels Hush Money Payment. And my first question to you, sir, is I think think the last check, and I, I can't confirm it was the last check drawn on the uh, Trump Organization account to the fraudulent uh, essential consulting firm to Michael Cohen by Donald John Trump was in August of 2017. Uh, now, there maybe perhaps were payments after that that I don't know about, but does the five-year federal statute of limitations apply in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office for... Hush money payment or fraud or uh, falsifying business documents, for example? Or could this be connected to other? It could this be connected to the Trump, Oregon, Weisselberg just fraud scheme stuff that didn't end and still is going on? And they had to put in a financial observer for that so that the statute of limitations clock hasn't even started ticking yet because it's just part of a broader bullshit fraud scheme. I can't figure it out.
2: I don't think you can bootstrap the specific Stormy Daniels $130,000 payoff uh, onto any larger scheme, right? I I am also very, very skeptical that the best vehicle for that would be a state law prosecution, right? Typically, uh, when you have a presidential candidate uh, who, and, and this is... Very clear violation of a federal law for which, again, I believe Donald Trump will skate. Um, this is, uh,
0: but they closed that bar, closed it, that investigation. Of course, she he did, it.
2: right? Um, but uh, I mean, that wouldn't prevent, right? That <laughs> prosecutorial discretion is not a permanent bar, as we you know we learned from Bill Cosby, right? Like, uh, you you could have reopened this. This would have yeah, but been. This
0: DOJ seems yeah. a little. Mm, yeah, no, I agree. Reluctant to to reopen shit that Barr closed or to add new arguments to Barr's old arguments. They seem to just want to carry it forward in a perceived preservation of, you know, the integrity of the department, despite the asshole who sat atop it.
2: Yeah. And that's a valid criticism of Merrick Garland. It's one we knew. Yes. Right. We've talked about him being an institutionalist. And 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 so, you know, I'm not surprised that they have taken that position, but they don't have to. Um, and uh, and and as you have pointed out, that case has probably expired because um, the campaign contributions, FECA uh, violations are subject to a five year statute of limitations. That's 52 U.S.C. 30145, uh, which is the same as, you know, the, the general like most federal crimes have a five-year statute of limitations most state crimes have a three-year statute of limitations um how could they possibly do this either way what you would have to do is you would have to say that there was an active uh, effort to conceal the underlying crime and so that that lack of you would have to argue a discovery rule right you would have to say that lack of knowledge um was what uh, prevented the clock, tolls the clock from running until it gets discovered. How does it get discovered? It gets discovered, um, you know, maybe when Stephanie Clifford, St- Stormy Daniels, uh, files her lawsuit, right? But e- even now, um, that, that's going to be a challenge to get within uh, a three-year statute of limitations in New York. Um, but all of this is just whistling past the graveyard. This New York Times article is complete and utter bullshit. This is the result of Alvin Bragg. Sending a PR flack to go woo a couple of New York Times reporters. Um, and, and here's again how, you know, uh, and that is that the, I'm, I'm going to read you the, the moment where I laughed out loud uh, in reading this article this morning uh, and, then, and then sent it back to you. To help build the hush money case, prosecutors are revisiting another strategy that has yet to work pressuring a top Trump lieutenant, Alan H. Weiselberg, to cooperate. Are you fucking kidding me? Why Weisselberg just did five months in Rikers and said, oh, yeah, you uh, you want to take me to trial? Take me to trial Uh, until Alvin Bragg caved on what was a no doubt about it, complete game over uh, tax evasion case that would have involved uh, Weisselberg spending probably five to seven years in prison. Instead, uh, he basically gave him time served and. Uh, And this is the part that really gets under my skin. No requirement that he cooperate, no requirement that he testify truthfully. And sure enough, right last week, he got on the witness stand and personally took responsibility for all of the fraud that happened during the Trump org, even though uh, that. You know, he's got the the checks that are signed in Donald Trump's stupid fucking Sharpie. Yeah. But but McConaughey didn't.
0: Uh, McConaughey was granted immunity Mm -hmm. uh, for his testimony. McConaughey testified that Donald was aware of the tax scheme. Uh, And I'm wondering if in some proffer session or after giving him immunity that they got information that Donald Trump was aware of the that the hush money payment, you know, was for that. like a a more, I guess a more definitive bit of evidence that Donald was aware rather than just, you know, writing checks. Um, Right. Because I I suppose, I suppose he could be like, I just send the checks. I don't know what they're for. But then perhaps McConnie said that and said that Weisselberg was in on it too. And now they're trying to get Weisselberg to admit to, to admit to that, or and and you know what? To to be fair, I'm just saying Weiselberg
2: isn't admitting to shit. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, but that doesn't take away the fact that they might be trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that might be the basis for this whole kind of clickbaity headline: a new life breathed in. It might be as simple as McConney told us something. We're gonna go ask Weiselberg about it, uh, and and that is the extent of the new life that has been breathed into this investigation. Yeah. And 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 if you didn't get that bit of evidence. Uh, if you didn't have Donald dead to rights in that scheme, that is my that is what my statute of limitations question is. If you if you know that if you didn't have any evidence that Donald directly knew until recently, then would that count? Would that fall, would make it fall within the statute of limitations?
2: So. <laughs> Probably not, uh, but let but let's unpack that because because you, you you make a good point. You ask a, a good question. I, I want to separate out my uh, angry rant. There is based on the idea of uh, how you pressure <laughs> Alan Weiselberg and. the. Uh, Alvin Bragg gave up a really, really good way to pressure Alan Weisselberg, which is, hey, man, um, you're going to spend the rest of your life in, at Rikers Island uh, unless you flip on Donald Trump. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, if you think of it like the Footloose Tractor Chicken sequence, right? Like uh, it was Alvin Bragg who drove off into the ditch, right? He was like, okay, fine, I'll, 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 I'll give you time served and you don't have to do anything for us anymore. And, and, and once that happens, the idea that you're going to go back and be like, oh, no, uh, I'm, I'm a super duper tough guy. not bullshit. No, you're not. Um, in terms of uh, could there be would would a piece of information about Donald about testimony about Donald Trump's state of mind be relevant for tolling the statute of limitations? It's really hard to see how that could how that could be the case. Right. Because the the discovery rule, again, um Basically says you you can't run uh, an, a, a defense uh, like a statute of limitations defense, uh, an equitable defense, if um, nobody knew or could have known uh, that said crime took place. Right. And so, so
0: are you so do you are you saying that this case isn't being revived and that they're lying to
2: the press? Uh, well, that's, I'm not, that would, that would be a lot. Um.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I just can't, I, I I can't figure out why, if it's for sure the statute of limitations is passed, why they would even give it a second look. Uh, it, or why they would tell the press they were giving it a second look.
2: Um, because, Regardless of
0: how shitty it is that they gave a sweetheart, stupid sweetheart deal to Weisselberg.
2: Yeah, I mean, I th- I th- I view this, this is why I said, I think that it was, uh, you know Alvin Bragg's PR people who you know talked to a couple of reporters at the New York Times uh, at the New York Times and uh if you look at what they promised to do in the article right they they've they've promised to in, in investigate right renewed scrutiny of the stormy Daniels hush money okay well I, did, I I've promised to look at my file right <laughs> that that does not. In my view, it doesn't it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, they've lied to The New York Times like they may well be looking at that file. uh, But but I think the likelihood that it will lead to anything, the likelihood that anybody uh, involved with Bragg's office thinks that this will lead to anything, it, it. I, I'd I, love that be the most spectacular. Andrew was wrong of all time. Uh,
1: <laughs> but
2: uh, I, I don't I, it, it. None of it makes any sense. Um, if if there was truly an appetite for uh, going after Donald Trump, you would have, you would have used the much stronger vehicle that they had. Right. The 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 case. Uh, that was built up by Pomerantz and Dunn. Uh, that mm-hmm. that led them to like that was the best way, you know, to squeeze Weiselberg. Because look, we know that that's if if you're gonna charge you're gonna charge Donald Trump with a financial crime, you need the testimony of the guy who knows where all the bodies are buried. And that's Weisselberg. And, you know, and Weisselberg has lived his entire miserable 75-year-old life as a criminal doing the, uh, you know, as a a criminal lackey laundering Donald Trump's criminal money. Uh, And, you know, the fact that he's going to spend – you know, five months in prison, and then uh, and then and then skate, which he's now doing, uh, is you know continues to get <laughs> continues to stick in my craw. And you can thank yeah, Alvin no Brandt shit. For that. You yeah.
0: think you think you're angry a
2: little bit <laughs> yeah. about that? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> not 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 giving up on that one. So
0: I told you, I told you, I was, I told everybody, check this out. I told Andrew, I was interviewing Andrew Weissman. He's like, well, why don't you ask him what he's talking about with this damn thing? <laughs>
2: It's true. I love Weissman. The Just Security Brief. That's what I would ask him about. But if but but if we have Weissman on this show, I'm gonna ask him about his uh public this is will ensure Andrew Weissman's never coming on, on up but on all forty five. But but uh Andrew Weissman publicly said, like, no, what they're gonna do is it's this triple Xanatos reverse gambit where yeah, I get that he didn't require cooperation, but you know, they're gonna put uh, uh Weisselberg on the stand and they're gonna ask him about Trump and and when he he says well i don't think donald trump had anything to do with it then they're going to prosecute him for perjury and i i yeah then a I- Kind of fucking prosecuting Alan Weiselberg for perjury
0: when they had him on when know, they had 30 him on, years max yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for tax
2: evasion like you know I could give a monkey that file and they could get you know Weisselberg yeah, and to serve I still don't years. get
0: the actual what, what, what went on what's going on and what the motivation is I still don't understand it I don't get it at all yeah. unless it's Alvin Bragg didn't want to indict for some reason and then wants people to think he's still on it because he doesn't want to lose re-election yeah. I really have no No idea. But I've always been like, something sketch is going on at the Manhattan DA's office. I don't know what it is, but thank God for Tish James and her civil suit. And thank God for Fonnie Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney. And uh, thank God for uh, Department of Justice under Merrick Garland. And now... Uh, under uh, our special counsel jack smith for for it, at least investigating full throat invest, full throated investigations into donald trump himself it,
2: let, let me ask this uh, because I could be wrong, but i don 't recall Alvin Bragg ever being the lead prosecutor on anything and i i I will tell you uh, as a as a lawyer as a trial lawyer who uh, you know, tries cases infrequently because you know unless, unless you do you know unless you're uh, very very few lawyers try cases frequently <laughs> um, and and I have encountered very very good lawyers uh, where as you get closer and closer to trial, you just get the sense that like boy they do not want to go to trial. <laughs> right they're happy to do all the prep work they're happy to put all the files together they're happy to do depots they're happy to do motions practice uh, but 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 he didn't have to go to trial. He had
0: Pomerantz get... and Dunn. Yep. He, I don't. I don't even understand. I don't. I, you know. I, don't I just don't. It. I don't fucking. I don't get it either. Yeah. Right now, it just looks like a sweetheart deal for no fucking reason to me. And until something happens until that proves proven otherwise.
2: otherwise, there you go. That's that's. Mm-hmm. I've I've persuaded you to come around to the dark side on Alvin. No, Alvin not Bragg dark side. Is Chicken I, shit. I've <laughs>
0: always been. You should check my Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I your
2: Twitter feed is number one on my. Uh, I my I was heart. like <laughs> I
0: want to talk to Pomerantz. I want to talk to Dunn what the fuck is going on here this makes no sense why are his top two amazing prosecutors resigning in protest yeah. something's weird it's never been right <laughs> and uh, I've no hey I had him on for other reasons
2: <laughs> I um, will let you I'll let you skate on that one okay
0: thank you and I would like to have him on again so <laughs>
2: <laughs> whereas, whereas I'm like I would like to salt the earth and make sure nothing grows there ever again yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> So terrible, I love it. Uh, Extra whiskey for you tonight in the lawyer dungeon uh, after your fish heads. All right, thank you everyone so much for listening to the show. Thanks again to our fifty-six new patrons this week. You will now have access uh, to uh, if you're at the two-dollar level to that bonus episode. You can have our access to our Q and A stuff. Uh, Maybe we even post videos of pajama parties. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But you get a lot of cool bonus stuff when you're a patron, and we appreciate you because you make the show happen. Literally, we couldn't do it without you. We have editors and producers and admins and stuff that have to get paid, and we like to pay them a lot, and we like to give them health benefits, and we like to give them 401k matching. So that is what makes it possible, is your wonderful, wonderful support. So uh, I don't have anything else uh, this week other than I am really looking forward to talking to you in the bonus episode this week about what goes on. At the 11th Circuit Oral Arguments Hearing. All
2: right. Until then.
0: I'm Allison Gill.
2: I'm Andrew Torres.
0: And this is Clean Up on Aisle 45.